Vaguely, she heard Perry calling out somewhere in the distance, He's going to kill her! She could not help but feel distracted, as if she were a mere observer in all of this. The strange sensation refused to go away. Now the blows were only dull thuds, as Arthur's fists crashed into her body while she now lay on the deck. She was aware of little additional pain as her life ebbed away. Even as Adrian's fists levelled themselves upon Arthur, sending him a few feet away, Joe continued looking on as if but a mere spectator. She was only partially aware that she was no longer receiving any blows herself. Arthur stumbled to his feet, wary of Adrian. Not many men had been able to knock him down. I shall do with my servant as I choose, he yelled. You shall not touch her again, Adrian ordered, in a tone that revealed that he was the one in charge and not Arthur. I have the law on my side. She's my servant. The law does not support murder, nor will the captain allow it and his word is law on this ship. She is my property, and I will do with the likes of her as I see fit, Arthur roared back. The captain will not allow it. The captain cannot observe us twenty-four hours a day. She's my property, Arthur repeated. I bought her for what her father owed me. Then I shall buy her indentureship from you, Adrian insisted, in a controlled yet angry tone. At that, Arthur fell silent, his expression changing from rage to a calculating smile. Joe had seen the look on his face before. He had worn that very expression on the night he had brought the paper for her father to sign, agreeing to fix the family heirloom that Perry had broken. He shifted his gaze back at Joe. How much, he growled, and then returned his eyes to study Adrian. Double what she owes you, Adrian said calmly. Done, and I have countless witnesses that you have agreed to pay her debt. You cannot back out now. I'll not back out. Now leave my servant, and if you ever touch her again, I'll kill you. Arthur snorted and stepped away, disappearing through the gathered crowd. Adrian knelt down beside Joe, a look of compassion mingled with that of anger in his expression. Gently, he eased his hands beneath her and gathered her up into his arms. She groaned with the movement, causing him to grimace. Rising to his feet, he began walking, though she was not certain where. Relief flooded her at the thought of being taken from the peering eyes of the crowd, the crowd that had stood by and allowed Arthur to beat her. She could not help but think of the fact that in the whole crowd, only one small boy and the son of the captain had come to her rescue. Is she going to be all right? Perry asked, the sound of fright and tears in his voice. She isn't going to die, is she? Joe lifted her eyes to the man's face as he glanced down at the boy. I think not, he murmured. You did well to come and tell me what was happening. Now run along and fetch the physician. At this time of day he is likely to be in the galley swapping stories with the crew members. Tell him to come with all haste to my cabin. By then he had arrived at his cabin. The door stood open as he had left it in his haste to rescue Joe. As Perry hurried away to find the doctor, Adrian carried Joe inside his cabin and gently lowered her onto his bed. Joe struggled to sit up, knowing that she must hurry back to the Winstons or pay for it dearly. 
He reached down and firmly pressed his hand against her shoulders. No, you must stay here. Arthur Winston will not harm you again. She tried to clear the fog from her mind. It was suddenly so hard to think. I must go, she struggled to speak. He is my master. Adrian shook his head slowly. No, he replied softly. Look at me, Miss Josephine, he added, waiting for her to focus on his face. Arthur Winston is no longer your master. You belong to me now. Close your eyes and rest.